welcome back to the podcast show guys as many of you guys know we're already reaching seven countries worldwide so that's awesome and i'm so happy that you guys are here today listening all over the world i have a special guest on my show uh, who will be talking more about his company and ways he can help many professionals you know in the field of his expertise so let's welcome mr adolfo gomez sanchez thank you so much for coming on adolfo hi alejandra thanks thanks for having me on it's a pleasure It's an honor as well. You have a various expertise uh, in your portfolio. Can you tell us more about gold? Sure. Um, so gold is kind of the was born out of, I guess, the 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 intersection of of several passions of mine. Um, so I, I've been competitive in in all kinds of different athletic endeavors since I was a child. So I've been doing martial arts for 35 years. Um, I have a black belt in, seven, in about four styles. And then I, I actually went off to uh, study in Japan. Um, but I also, I, I was competitive playing tennis, never got, you know, did, didn't get very far, but but I was competitive. I used to play second division football. Um, so sport and, and it was all about, you know, how far can I take myself? How much can I do? Um, right. and, then when I, and then when I went off, to study i went to school and i went to business school and i did my graduate degree at, at yale is where i discovered something called uh you know organizational behavior and, and industrial psychology and and it was all about what drives people to perform better in groups and as teams and i thought this was fascinating um and then at one point after you know i set up i graduated i set up my company i sold it and then I sat, sat under a tree and said, that is, that's my sweet spot. It's the intersection of what is the science of performance in sports, which is the ultimate industry. It's the ultimate pay for performance industry. You have a, you know, a lot of restrictions. Uh, you only have uh, talent as your, as your only human, you know, raw material. Um, right. And, 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 and yet they do amazing things. So there's, there's lessons to be learned there. So, so I really got into that and, and I've worked with, as a performance coach, uh, with professional athletes, mostly ATP tennis players, players in, all in the top 50, some in the top 10. Um, wow. and, and so it was, you know, what is it that makes them tick? How do you get the most out of human beings? And, and then I took all of that and said, okay, how do, if we took this to the business world, um, what would happen? And, and that has been kind of the secret sauce that just, you know, people have said, Hey, this is really different. Um, And it's it's a great metaphor because everybody loves sports and everybody gets it. Um, right. And it, it's e it's easy to explain. So I'll, I'll say to, uh, to you know teams in in business, I'll say if you if your favorite sports team managed their team the way you manage your business, you would be shocked. Um, right. <laughs> and you and you can come up with tons tons of examples, right? I mean, you know, uh, just the role of a manager versus a coach, right? So, so you know, what does a manager do? He'll come and say, hey, you know, you're not hitting your targets. Uh, smarten up, we get fired, see you, see you next month. Whereas, right. you know, in, in sports, think of a coach, an NBA coach or an NFL coach going into a locker room going, well, you guys are rubbish, you better smarten up or you're all out and I'll be back next week. Like, no, Monday, we start talking, we start working on it. You know, what are we missing? Yeah. Is it strategies, is it skills? Do I, how do I have to work with you? Do we have to reinforce the roster? Is it our, our, our play calling, our tactics? And then we work on it together and your success is part of, you know, it's my success. And if, if a coach did that, if, if a manager did that, it would be a totally different dynamic. Hey, you're not in your targets. What is it? Do you need marketing support? Do you not have the skills? Are our products not being well received? Hey, let's let's start on Monday. We work on it together to make you a better performer. Right. And, and, it, and, and people go, yeah, actually, that makes sense, right? But it's not what anybody does because management, current management practices are really outdated. I mean, they're, you know, industrial model, 100 years old yeah. and, and totally outdated. So it needs like a specific type of training or, or you know, guidance in that, in that matter. 
Yeah, I mean, I think it's, I think it's about、um, understanding how change occurs and what drives people. So, so companies talk a lot about this is where I want to go.、Um, but it, it's like taking an athlete, say, I want to turn you into, I don't know, a professional tennis player or a, a ballet dancer, right? And any good coach will then say, okay, now how do I get you there? And they start breaking down the foundational skills, the strength, the flexibility,、um, you know, the movement capability, the, the basic technique. They start integrating this, then tactics. And, you know, and, and there's a development path. And it's not a one week or a one month or a six month process. It's years and years to become、right. a map, to have mass. And that's true for anything. It's true for you know, musicians, violinists, right? You don't become a world class violinist in a week. Yet, yeah. companies <laughs> want to do these amazing transformations, and they say, Oh, yeah, draw it on the paper. People have to change the culture, the way they work, and we want it done in three months. That's absolutely insane. It's naive, right? So, what we come in and say is, you know, Let us show you how to turn that. Let's do a map. Let's, let's you know, take the pieces. Let's start building you know, steps that work on each other and get people to be proficient at that. And you also have to have a culture which allows people to step out of the comfort zone. You know, companies want people to grow and innovate, but innovating is, is you know, it's scary. You, you, you will make mistakes. You will make mistakes. Just like、uh, an athlete who's trying to up his game or her game will make mistakes because that's the whole idea. You're, you're just on the edge of your competence and you're trying to push that boundary out. So, you know, when companies want that, they have to understand and, and they really, like, not just talk about it, but actually really support people, you know, if they make mistakes because that's the only way you're going to grow and get those real. You know, one off innovations that, that, that are game changers. Right, right. And I agree with that. You know, it, it's part of it. It's success. You have to fail. You have to find out what you're not good at. <laughs> yeah, exactly.、Um, and, you know, for me, it's all about a growth mindset, right? So, Carol Dweck's fantastic piece of work on, you know, it's about, she talks about growth mindsets and fixed mindsets.、Um, and, and I think that that's really one of the big problems that a lot of companies have. And, You know, when I meet a CEO, usually we'll have a conversation. He or she will tell me, you know, what challenges they're facing.、Um, and then I'll, I'll ask the question. I'll say, so what's your personal growth plan to be a better CEO in the next three years? And they just kind of look shocked. Like, what do you mean? Because <laughs> there's this paradigm in, in business that you get to a certain level and you're supposed to know all the answers. And that's insane.、Um, and if you look at sports again, every great athlete,、uh, once they became famous, continued to improve and continued to develop. Um, and they became stronger and they you know, got more detailed and broke down the basics. And that's what business has to do. So, if you, if you want to drive performance in your company, you have to start with yourself and you have to say, what、right. can we do better? And then you say, and then how do I help grow leaders? Right? Because that's right. I mean, leadership is about creating the right environment, having、uh, an infectious、uh, passion that becomes contagious and belief,、um, and, then, and then getting out of the way. That's really what you have to do. And then, and then you know, being there to catch people as they, as they stumble and give them support. Um, whereas it's not the pyramid of I get up here and I tell you what to do and you, you don't even question me, right? I mean, right, I, right. Nobody is smarter than you know, 200 or, or 2,000 or 20,000 employees. I mean, so why would you not want to leverage the collective intelligence of a team? Right. And you do see that a lot where they just become very,、uh, it's like authoritarian, you know, they want to just do what they want to do. Well, it's because it's what they've seen, right?、Um, right. You know, I, I, I heard this really great metaphor about. Um, current management systems are like a stoplight system, right? So it tells you when to go, it, you know, green, and when to stop, right? There's rules. You can't break the rules, but it's based on non current information. So, you know, spotlights, are, excuse me, street lights 
um, our, our, our programs, right? So, uh, you know, they'll be read for 10 minutes or eight minutes or six, yeah. you know, depending on, on whatever study, but it's not real time. Whereas if you look at a roundabout system, right, where you go with a car and you come to a roundabout, it's based on real time information. But the difference is you trust the drivers, you tell them the rules and you trust them to follow the rules. And that's where right. I think a lot of companies struggle. It's, you know, let people uh, make decisions and, and they'll make them better, guaranteed. It, I've seen it time and time again. But, you know, companies are hip, you know, are hypocritical, really. I mean, yeah. they'll say, they'll say, yeah, uh, we tr- our employees are the best. We trust them fully. And then I love that. Oh, really? Okay, great. So do you, do you track <laughs> vacation days? Uh, yeah. Right. Well, what, why? Right. Just say, look, ima- take it as if it were your company. Take the days you need, but, you know, imagine it as if it were your company. Do you track tra- right. expenses? Right. Same thing, travel expenses. But just look, hey, spend wisely as if it were your money. I trust you. Oh, we can't do that. Well, then you don't trust them, which is fine, but safe. Right? Right. (laughs) Yeah, they don't want to admit it. They just kind of like, (laughs) kind of play the game of like, we'll let you think you're in control kind of thing. Yeah. And and actually, that's the whole thing. It's it's the fear of somebody doing something and doing it better than you would have, you know, guided them remotely. Um, but But that's just fiction because you go a couple of levels down and there's just no way you can be there. You know, people who are in customer service, there's no way the CEO knows what they're going through. Um, And there's no way he can influence it enough unless he leverages what they see. You know, how could we create a better service? How could we treat people better? And then, you know, listens and implements that. That's that's what a CEO or a leadership team has to do. Not, you know, say, oh, you know, you guys are are rubbish. This this is my vision. And that's great. And how how do we transform that vision, right? Right, right. And speaking of leadership, what do you think, what do you see in so many people when it comes to leadership that they need to implement? Like, you know, common, you know, just athletes that you've helped or clients, like what is that one thing they're missing when it comes to leadership? Um, so I, I think leadership starts with um, really, really w- wanting and I, I was going to say liking uh, feedback, right? And and right. this is something that in our society people hate, right? And, oh, you're criticizing me. You know? Great athletes, actually, if you ever, you know, watch a great athlete and they're with a coach who doesn't give them lots of specific feedback, they get upset. They're like, well, what can I do better? Tell me, right? Right. That's what you, that's what I'm paying you for. I'm looking for somebody who knows uh, even for 1%, but knows something better that I can then integrate to up my performance. Um, And, and that's what companies, companies get successful and they on average are highly overestimate their own contribution to success and highly underestimate their own implication in in you know failures so when they're doing well they think it's all because of them and you know the cat's ass and there's nothing and then you just sit on your laurels and you get blown out of the water like like kodak right. or, or, or blackberry or so many other cases um so it you've got to be fresh you got to be thinking and you got to be questioning um and you've got to you know if you want an organization that's lean if you want an organization that innovates how can you say but but i have all the answers so then you know what are you asking me for you go ahead and tell me what to do right it's, exactly. it's stupid yeah and nobody ever like you said nobody ever knows everything no exactly um and and you shouldn't i mean there's that proverb right if you want to go fast the african proverb if you want to go fast go alone if you want to go far go with the team um and i, I remember a study somewhere i don't remember where i read it but that 
most really successful companies had at least three founders and they were very different, right? So if you look at even Apple, right? So it wasn't just Steve yeah. Jobs, it was, you know, Zizky and, it, you know, and there was people with different, because there's one guy who maybe is more the protagonist or he's more, you know, the start, but he needs those other pieces for a company to work. Otherwise, yes. uh, there's a point where he starts suffocating the company, right? No matter how brilliant yeah. you are, there's a point where you as the founder and you can be very, you know, charismatic and, and great and you can actually get to a certain point but then you need to sort of give up control and bring in other people with other skills or you just limit the growth it even happened in our right. company as we started to grow you know I, I had to transition from being the company as a friend of mine said to leading the company um and that means giving stuff up and it means people get their fingerprints on stuff and maybe you wouldn't do it the same way but but actually that's probably even better, right? I'm sure there's some yeah. improvements, but it's hard. You have to check your ego at the door. So so leadership is about checking your ego um, and saying, okay, how can we do this better? Um, and it's really hard when you think you've got the corner office and you have to have all the right answers. Right, you know? right. And without giving too much info, because I know this is specifically for clients that actually, you know, sign up for your services. Mm. What do you, What is a common day, uh, you know, when you help the clients? Like how do they kind of set up a time with you? Uh, well, one of the things I, I really like to do when I start is, is listen and watch. So I'll try to, and this is true with, if I work with pro athletes or I work with companies. I like to shadow them because right. then, then it's what I call fresh eyes, right? So then you pick up stuff that they just do automatically. Um, and, and, you know, we all do that. That You know, you get comfortable at something and, and yeah. competent enough and then you stop growing. So just think about driving. Most of us start driving, and after we stop hitting things and being nervous, yeah. driving skills, you know, in the last 20, you know, since they started driving. Probably not. Very, very few, exactly. Because you don't make, uh, but there's a ton of room to improve, right? So you, and, and business is the same thing. As long as it's working and it doesn't break, nobody notices it. But right. you know, if you look at it with fresh eyes, um, there's a great uh, YouTube video with uh, a surgeon from the U.S. and he he said you know he was I uh, he was a heart surgeon and he had uh, successful practice and he had flatlined and at one point he says you know I went I went to look for uh, one of my professors from the university asked them to watch me in the OR and you know he did the first intervention and I and I thought wow that was pretty good so I looked over at him all smug and the guy had like three pages of notes and then he wow. said whoa and he said yeah. And he says, you know, little things, but, you know, your elbow's up when you've got the scalpel, so it gets tired, it's less stable, the light wasn't on the wound, blah, blah, you know. And, and the guy realized that, you you know, if somebody knows what they're doing, just fresh eyes come in and see all these habits, little micro habits that aren't optimal, right? Uh, and then can, right. can find some big things. So that that's what I like to do when I start with, with a client, right? I'll go in and I'll just, I'll talk to them and I'll listen. And then I'll just say, like, is this always like this? Or do you realize what just happened here? Um, you know, I'll... You see meetings where there's executive team is. That tells you a lot, the dynamic there. Do they shut people down? Do they bring people in? You know, uh, what are they doing? Um, and, and then from there, I, I'm a big believer in that, you know, um, grand plans are great and you have to have them, but you also have to be very pragmatic and say, okay, let's start working on one thing today uh, because success is what, you know, progress is what gives you that that uh, fuel to keep going, right? Because yes. you know, when you do, when you step out of your comfort zone, you're gonna feel clumsy and you're gonna feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, and that's the hard part, right? The greats uh, embrace the suck, if you excuse the expression. Uh, you know, they yeah. know that they have to do this um, and, and they're going to do this. And oh boy, I feel really uncomfortable. Well, that must mean that I really need to work on this, right? Um, you know, right. uh, it's, it's just like physically, when you stretch, I'll have athletes, I'll, you know, 
do have them do certain exercises that you know from my experience as a martial artist and working with ballet dancers and and they're like oh wow, this is terrible well that that means you need to do it right that means you right. you don't even realize that that that's limiting you and and i think psychologically it happens to a lot of people that people you know don't realize that that just their their habits and and having been in, in you know in an industry or in a company for so long just blinds you right you become you, you believe the paradigms and you actually don't even question them and a lot of times that's the downfall and i think that's what society kind of does in in life in general they kind of hit a plateau and they question themselves like why am I, why am i not better like what what's what am i missing yeah uh absolutely and and to do that you actually have to question some fundamental things right well i'd love to do this but you know i don't have the skill for it or i don't have the whatever uh, is that true and a lot of, most of the times you'll find that that's actually not true um in our company as as we grew i remember we had a lot of conversations where you know people team members would say well you know uh we can't go up against these guys these big you know big brand or you can't say that to a client these are a big you know multinational i said why right yes we right. can and I, and i honestly believe that we have value to add to them so i'm going to push back and it worked well because we you know we knew what we were talking about and we really believed it um and and i so, so i think it, it's just questioning you know common logic says you can't do that right but you know until somebody does it and then everybody starts to do it right um yeah it exa- just kind of follows <laughs> yeah i mean I, i love the example of steve jobs when he goes into the music industry right so his big superpower was that he didn't come from the music industry that was the big yeah. so all these limits that people just you know never never even pushed like you know it ha- you have to sell a whole album you can't sell one song one track right or or you know right. it's a it's a physical support it's not digital he didn't have those he's like why don't we do this when, you know that's insanity and thanks to that he was able to you know push outside the box or or Elon Musk in SpaceX right we can make all oh, yeah. that No, you can't do that. There's all kinds of problems. Well, why not? I think I can. Let's try it, right? Um and, and it always requires somebody to come and and push those limits because when you don't yep. have them, you you get eaten like uh, like the Kodak story, right? Kodak was so yes. excuse the expression, had their head so far up their ass that, you know, they thought, <laughs> well, they thought, "Hey, our but we make so much off the film business. We don't want to stop. We don't want digital cameras because we make money off film, right?" You idiot, that's not your business, right? And It, right. but it, it had gone well and it worked up until now so so i think it's you know challenging do it's what i believe is true what more could i do right i i do that a lot of times at night i'll i'll go to bed and i'll say so did i give everything i i wanted to give today and if you track right. it you'd be scared and this is my a great you know my recommendation to any entrepreneur or any performer who wants to be better decide what you need to do i need to do 200 series of this or i need to call 200 people or whatever and then at, before you go to bed check if you've done it and you would be you will find that you cheat you cheat yourself uh well listen i, I only ate one piece of bread i only ate whatever but but now that sums up and you say okay if and if you just want to be where you are or you know a little better that's fine but if you're really striving to be the best and you know when you're in a startup you're striving to, to eat the big fish oh yeah then you you then you have to really push the limits and say you know i have to be so much better than them in execution um and and i think that's one of the things that kills the big companies right they get they they get a lot they get big they want to protect risks right they get scared so yeah, they, so they, put a, they put in a lot of heavy processes and then the the most innovative people can't do anything so they leave so then there's you know lower level of performance so there's more control right and that all goes on until you get to a point where you say okay now let's innovate 
and you're like people are looking at you like are you are you serious you know system right. everything's bureaucratic we haven't made a decision in 10 years well, I'm going to step out of my comfort zone like you're crazy right? and you drove away anybody who wanted to do that because you didn't let them um so right. that's that's where startups have such a, a power is they can they can be daring um and they can do stuff and they can pivot and they can you know smash into a wall and turn around and go the other way um whereas you know big corporation has you know goals and 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 if they make a mistake woof you know it it's really hard to adjust <laughs> and you've got to go through 52 departments and get everybody on board and um so so you know if you're an entrepreneur take advantage of that you know leverage that that agility and i don't i don't, don't want to say lack of fear but just you know say just knowing that you know i have this expression i say battle is ugly right and messy right people, people think that they're going to start a business or they're going to you know even my athletes they're going to play tennis and they're always going to win pretty no it's you know, most nope. of the time it's really ugly and you're just scratching out just the millimeters to survive and uh, and that's what it's like that's what the, the the journey is like and you need to learn to love that and then at one point maybe you get a big you know a bit of a jump and you get a moment of glory and that's great but but it's an ugly tough road and if you don't have that in your head you're going to give up because it's really right and it, it requires a lot of grit it requires like you said writing things down i'm going to actually take that as a note because i do need to start doing that and then just having that consistency you know i think consistency is the key somebody could be really good at something but if they're not consistent someone's going to be into it yes but look this is where the science of sports comes back again i tell people a million times consistency trumps intensity every time Now it right. if you man if you need to be consistent and intense that's great right? but I would rather and I think you get much further doing you know starting with something that's maybe 20% and you can do that but you can do it consistently then you know that's why all these new year's resolutions fail right oh, i'm going to lose all this weight okay so day day one, three hours in the gym you know and then i'm just going to eat a salad uh and uh that's it right so after a week you know you're out of energy you're sick of that and it doesn't hold it can't hold and it's because there's lack right. of the what i'm saying the building blocks right you you got to build the fundamental strength um and you've got to have clear your why because that kind of journey doesn't show results at the beginning right the gym's a good metaphor right you go there you go for a week a month and you don't see anything in the mirror it doesn't mean yeah. it's not happening you you're put you're planting the seeds you're doing the right thing but it's not it's not there right um so so you really have to have clear why you're doing it which gives you the fuel but also have a feeling of this will usually take x right i you know um i'll usually tell startups after they if, they, if you've been going 3 years and you're in a good state then you're okay but until 3 years be careful cuz you can slip up at any moment right um, right and, and and that's the kind of commitment but we live in a in a hack world right everybody like oh, you know buy these things on internet and sell them and yeah they want everything easy <laughs> yeah and you know if it were easy everybody be doing it right i, I mean that's just right. you know uh, so so si- systems i learned this when i studied finance systems are efficient and markets are efficient at least in the mid term so sometimes in the short term it's not but eventually if something you know overpriced or underpriced people are going to figure it out and then they're all going to buy and their price is going to go up and it's going to regulate right so it's the same thing right. uh, you know uh, systems are efficient and if you are consistently better than the rest of the market right even if you're small you will ev- that will eventually kick in but it just takes time sometimes system is not efficient in the short term yeah and i definitely tell people that like i'm in the real estate investing game and i tell people it's not a get rich quick uh, scheme you know people might tell you that these gurus might tell you that but it takes a long time for you to build a portfolio yeah absolutely and and you know i mean it, it's it's 
uh, uh, it's a, you know, what do you call it? Uh, just, a, you know, a phrase that everybody says, right? It takes a long time to be an overnight success, but it, it is so true, right? Um, you know, again, go back to the science of sports, um, the, the, the work of Anders, Dr. Anders Ericsson, which is around deliberate practice. I mean, he, he said that what it's not natural talents. It, it's nothing other than the people who put in more hours of deliberate practice. And deliberate practice means, you know, you're, you're pushing the limits, you've got feedback, you're, you're checking, you're breaking things down, right? People who do that are the ones who have the most, are the most talented and have most successful careers. And he, he studied this, you know, with violinists, he studied it with athletes, he studied it in lots of fields, and it, it holds true everywhere. So, so you know, it's true. Some people are talented and, and they get up the curve a little faster, but ultimately the ones who have the maximum success are the ones who are consistent. You said it before, and it's really important, who are consistent um, and, and who are able to, to scale and to execute in a cons consistently above the average. Um, and that's hard. That's really hard. Right. It's a lot of work. Um, and it's, you know, it doing doing stuff above and beyond. You know, if you're an athlete, it means doing the extra reps. It means, uh, you know, do, looking at the film. It means taking care of your diet. You know, I mean, when I was on tour, I remember David Ferrer, who's a, a Spanish tennis player. He was a top five for oh, me. Yeah. And this guy never, ever, ever did any, did I or anybody ever see him not eat properly while he was on tour. I mean, he was just super strict and then he'd finish and he'd go running whether he felt like it or not. He was like, he had his plan and it was non-negotiable. Um, and right. he wasn't the most talented player in the world, and, you know, he'll tell you, but he was just so consistent. He had a, a spectacular career most people would love to have. Um, and the great, the greats all do that. I mean, there's a great video of Kobe Bryant talking about his training regimen in, in the off season. And he would say, you know, I, I would make a deal with myself. I'd sign a contract with myself. And then the days I didn't feel like it, I said, there's no negotiation, right? This is what we'd agreed to do. And this is what we're going to do. Um, and, and that is really hard, but that is what distinguishes you. So it's mindset and consistency. Just with those two, you set yourself aside from the, the crowd, guaranteed. Right. And I was just about to mention Kobe. I really love his philosophy. You know, he's like, you have to be obsessed with your craft. You have to kind of look crazy in front of people. You have to look so obsessed that people tell you, oh, my God, like, you need to stop. You know, you need to calm down. But no, that's how you get to the top. Right. And, you know, there's a great phrase that only he who risks going too far um, will ever know how far he can go. And, you know, all all the great ones, right, whether it's Kobe Bryant or it's Steve Jobs or whoever you want, um, they were doing stuff that people didn't believe, right? Oh, you can't do that. It's right. impossible. And they were just obsessive. They would not accept it. And maybe, you know, some of the stuff they, they tried, they didn't work, but they knew that they could go further. And, and that incessant belief in something and in, in being able to push the limits is what allowed them to innovate uh, and create better. And, and, you know, those two examples are actually very illustrative of one of the things that makes top performers uh, beat top performers is the amount of time that they dedicate, you said it, to the craft. And to not just working, but thinking about the craft. Um, right. I, I, I had a, on my podcast a couple of weeks ago, I had a, a coach, a tennis coach, who, who just, uh, one of his players won uh, women, uh, women's Wimbledon doubles championship this year. And he said a really interesting phrase I really like. He said, you know, it's not just when we're on the court when we're training. We're training all day. So it's on the court. It's when we're going to eat and we're you take care of our nutrition. It's when I'm talking to the player and seeing their fears. It's when, you know, we're working re uh, recovery. You know, I'm working all the time. It's not just when I'm on the court. And I think that's absolutely right. The greats are, when they're not training, they're thinking about training and how they can do it, right? So when Steve Jobs wasn't in that lab, he was thinking about, you know, what what did I miss? What, you know, what, can, what if we did this? Oh, that's insane, right? Okay, but what if? 
Uh, and then, you know, apparently that's the story, right? When he wanted to do the iPhone. I want to put all of this on here. Oh, that's impossible. Don't say it's impossible. Find a way to do it. And then right. he kind of w- went away and thought, well, okay, maybe they won't. But but if I <laughs> look like I believe it, you know, maybe. And then people started to, that's why I said, you know, infectious belief, right? Uh, right. People start saying, well, maybe we can. And then, of course, they get a little success and then they just believe it. Um because performance is is driven by success, right? I mean, confidence when you perform comes from having had success previously. So you take those little bits right. and then you build on them. Right. And I, I can I totally agree with that. You know, I've had many people come on the podcast that, you know, they always say the same thing. It's like, I'm not the best. I'm not the smartest, but I'm consistent. And I, I believe in myself. When people say I can't do it, I was always like, nope, I'm going to get it done and just watch me, you know? Yeah, that's exactly. And, and sometimes you have to find, you know, your own way. I think that's really important. You know, you find your own niche um, because, you know, if you try and be somebody else, nobody's going to be as good, a, a, you know, an Alejandra as you will. Right. Um, yeah, and, right. And that and having the courage to say, you know, this is my niche. I mean, that's kind of what we did. My, my niche is, is this mixing of two worlds and then a fine line between you know sports and business. And I don't know anybody else who does that. Uh, it just works really well for us. And so we can be the best in the world there. Maybe if I just wanted to be a performance coach in sports, I wouldn't be the best because there's tons of them, right? And maybe, right. you know, and, and if I did, but, but when you find your, your own niche, say, where do my unique talents allow me to, to, to craft a really different offering? Um, and, and I think that's part of the problem with our school system, right? Our school system is it's the opposite. They teach you, you have to choose a route and go, as opposed to yes. say, you know, what is it about you that's unique? How can you combine that? Okay, now come up with something innovative and new. Um, right. And, and that, which is where all, you know, great advances come from. Right. And I can agree with that. Yeah. Education kind of makes you want to go one way only like a sausage, you know, factory. They don't want you to think differently. They don't want you to collaborate. They tell you don't look at people's paper. And it, that's what it's about. It's about collaboration to get somewhere. Exactly. Well, because the school system, again, is outdated, just like the management system. Um, you know, the school system was developed in the Industrial Revolution. And, you know, that's what school bell comes from the factory floor. Right. The change of to, you know, shift, it change the classroom, right? And they, they train right. people to be good factory workers. That's where it comes from. And it's just outdated. They never, you know, and like you said, there's a lot of underlying paradigms there which are wrong. Like, um, you know, don't don't work with others, right? <laughs> Look at, you know, right. you. Um, there is only one right answer. No, uh, don't question the teacher. Don't question the lesson. Well, geez, that's, you know, that's how I'm going to learn, right? Um, exactly. And if, and if you work together, teaching is the best way to, to learn something. So if you work with others and you show them, you know, I, so, you know, it's, it's just really outdated. Um, and then when you get kids who aren't, who don't fit the mold, right, then, then what do you do with them? Because, because in the end, the school system, if you look at the, the Ivy Leagues, I mean, I went to an Ivy League and, you know, I look at it and what they are is selectors of talent. They find people who they figure will fit in the mold and go well, but they're not developers of talent. They don't yeah, know they're what not. They, they don't know what to do with other types of profiles. But I think I think that's changing. To be honest, um, you know, I'm cl- I'm still close to, to the school of management, and I think they're really trying to get diverse profiles in because they realize that this is what drives it. But but you know, it's a slow process, and very few places are actually doing it because it, right. so, they, so the, the whole system is rigged. So if you if mm-hmm. you happen to fix and know how to play the system, that's great. And you know, if I look at myself. Even if you get there, you might be successful, but in, you know, and I'm, I'm using quotation marks, you can't see me, but you know, uh, but, but you may not be, but you won't be fulfilled, right? I mean, I, I went through I had my early league education, uh, you know, I built a company, I was CEO of 300 people, 
and I was miserable. I was absolutely miserable. Uh, you know, I would go in, and it was—it wasn't my dream. It was my mother's dream, and she was really happy and really proud of me, and I just hated it. Um, and it was that moment where I realized that I had to find my niche. And this, you know, what I do now is—is is, is me. It makes me really feel alive, and and clients feel that, and that's you know that's why I think our business is, is doing well. Um, but. But the whole society and system and everything pushes you away from that. And if one thing I can teach clients and it's that, right? In business and in sports, is just be you. Find your own unique strength and and you know, lean into that and develop it. Don't、right. be scared because today they'll say, "Oh, that's crazy," but tomorrow they'll say, "Oh, that's so cool." The way you do that, right? Like copy him. Right, right. And I, I definitely, I think that it's like people will always, I guess, judge you in the wrong way when you're not really like the mold. But that's because you have talent. You have some kind of talent that you can use it in entrepreneurship. You have to have it all. You have to have everything. Yeah, exactly. And you know, one of the most powerful skills that I teach people is what I call meaning, right? And and basically, it's, you know, nothing really means anything except the meaning you give it. And nobody teaches us to, to educate our mind and to train our mind to do that. But if you give things a positive meaning, then You know, you, you just keep, you just roll over obstacles. Whereas if you hit a bump and that you say, "Oh, that means I was going the wrong way, or I'm not fit for this, or whatever," then you just quit, right? And and it's a real skill, and I, and I teach people this because it's it's so powerful, right? I'm, you know, and then you realize that you can you can interpret anything the way you want, and that just gives you more or less power. And entrepreneurs have to be able to say, "All right, I, I you know, I, I scraped, I fell down." You know, bloody nose, scrape my knee. Great. What does that mean?、It、means okay. I now know another way that doesn't work. Okay, let's go forward. Right. Right.、Um, it it doesn't mean anything else. And and、uh, no matter how much literature and how many podcasts you see out there, people go, oh yeah, failure, embrace failure. I mean, I don't care. Right. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm gonna do, and I'll keep doing it. And you know, when your parents come and say, is this really? You know, should you be doing this? Or should you get a real job? Say no.、Nah, this is what I want, and you know I'm not going anywhere else. I mean, my mom never understood when I quit being, you know, that company as a CEO. But questioning, yeah, she because it didn't, you know, she came, she she had been an em- immigrant, she had left Spain, and you know, this was her, you know, her dream for her son. But it wasn't what made me happy, and you know, in the end, the one who's going to come home at night and be alone or be with your family in in your in your home is you. It's not the five thousand、right. people who, around you or the, or the you know half a million followers you have on on social media. It's you, and you have to love what you're doing because nobody else is going to pick up the phone and go, "Oh, hi, are you feeling sad?" You know, they don't care, right? So you have yeah, to be responsible for yourself. It's true. So success. Is is one of those words that we use like it were one thing, right? It's like intelligence. We talk about intelligence, and science has shown that I think there's great Harvard prof. There's like six different types of intelligence, right? There's there's spatial intelligence, you know, musical intelligence. There's mathematical intelligence, emotional intelligence, right? The, right. They're, they're very different things. And those are all intelligence. But we talk about it like it's one thing. Is this person intelligent or not? Let's, you know, what's his IQ? And it's a terrible indicator. I've I've known people with. Wonderful IQs and great engineers, and they were socially absolutely inept. And you know that <laughs> social skills are really important. It's been proven for people to have success.、Um, you know, so so it's it's a matter of of success is is not one thing either, right? What is success? Right. I know. I mean, is it having money? Is it having、uh, you know a great title? Is it is it being happy when you go to bed? Right. Each one has. You have to define what success is for you, and that's really important because that allows you to break away from all the. Well, maybe I should. Maybe I should. Right. You know. When we、right. were starting the company, you know, my wife and I, it would be, 
we're, we're like low burn. We're like we cut, we say in Spanish we say that we're like lighters, right? We don't consume a lot, right? You know, right. So, you know, we don't need to spend, so it didn't matter. So the Joneses were buying Audis and BMWs, and we were like, you know, one small Toyota we shared, or I'd go on bike. But it never, ever, ever even bothered me. There was no energy wasted on that. It was like because that's not important to us.、Uh, and now、yeah. we got you know, great cars and whatever. But <laughs> again, it's still not important to us. It just happened, you know. And my son, and it's a safe car, so we got that. But、um, so it's really it's what success for you, because that will allow you to take and and again I'll say it's relative risks which other people aren't willing to take, right?、Um, because yeah. You know, People tend to actually tell themselves stories. That's the other thing, right? You tell yourself, "Oh, if I leave my job, and then and then it's like this hemorrhaging. You start making it worse, right? Oh, and then I want I may not find another job, and then okay, and if I don't find a job in a year and a half, well, I'll be out of the market, and then I won't be able to pay my mortgage. And the next thing you know, I'm you know you're living under a bridge with your two kids. Like, no, it's not. If that's really rare, right? <laughs> you know, right? <laughs> so they just say, "Well, I, I won't take the risk. I'll just stay in this job I hate with this asshole." Boss, but hey, the money's good, right?、Um, and that—that's what the system tries to do. It tries to say, "Don't step out of line,"、um, you know, because we will crush you.、Uh, because because it's hard to manage people out of line, right? We we like obedient people,、um, right? And, yeah, and and I think the great thing about social media, the one good thing about it, is it creates a space where people like us can say, "Yeah, well, okay, I, I'm going to fight for this." And and I find people really support you. I mean, people are really willing. If you're trying to do something. Brave and valiant, people will share and they'll support with you because it's you know I think they're just tired of of being so limited, right? I mean, yeah, it's great. And okay, and I think a lot of people kind of focus just on like the money, like and I always tell people don't focus just on the money because that's if you don't get it, you're never gonna feel fulfilled. Yeah,、uh, absolutely. That's what I'm saying. Success and fulfillment are two really different things. I mean, I was objectively very successful and and very unfulfilled,、um, and、right. you know, and I think. I think they just don't give importance to that.、Uh, it's just like, you know, your feelings. Don't、oh, be professional. Don't worry about your feelings. That's a stupid thing to say. You know, it's just like they.、Yeah. You're seeing it in sports. You know, you can't separate the human being from the performer.、Um, and there's a whole, you know, there's a now an awareness around mental health、uh, because it's you know, oh well, put it all away and you know, suck it away and you. And it doesn't. It breaks people down, and it's the same in work. I think you need to think about employee well-being or, or in, you know, workplace well-being because. Because you spend so many hours there, and it, and it does drive productivity. It's absolutely essential.、Um, so you know, it, it, it. I think it's a change of paradigm. We're in a moment where we're starting to change. It's just people are scared. They never want to be the ones to take the step. And then I've seen some CEOs make some really derogatory comments, right? All、oh, this soft stuff, this you know fluffy stuff.、Oh, of course, right? Who the, hell, who the hell's then going to push like <laughs> safety if he says, oh yeah, that you know that that soft stuff? Okay, well let's do some of that. Right, and you know, okay, well, don't forget about it, right?、Um, <laughs> so, so leadership is really important, you know. Again, about saying, okay, well, is this important for you guys? Do we need it? Okay, let's let's do it, right? I may not understand it, but okay, you, you guys are telling me we need it, so let's do it, right?、Um, right. Yeah. And Adolfo, where do you see yourself in five years、uh, when it comes to the business? Well, listen,、um, that's a great question, and it's funny because we just had an offsite with my next gen leadership team, and I told them, "Look, guys, in five years, I want you guys to be running a business, and I want to be able to dedicate all my time to stuff I really enjoy. Things like being on your、right. show,、um, things like、uh, finishing my book. I've got a second book I'm going to be putting out soon. Oh,、um, okay. you know, 
and being able to work with top performers and just you know really pushing the envelope um so so now i i do a lot of managing our day-to-day delivery and stuff which is great and that's important um but that that's where i want to be it's it, you know just doing the stuff i really enjoy getting getting a top bunch of top performers or entrepreneurs in a you know a thousand people together and doing a, a three-day summit i've done a couple of those and that those are the kinds of things that just make you feel alive um Right, right. That would be awesome. And, and, you know, I'll be happy to, to follow you as well and kind of look at your journey and share it with everybody else. Uh, you know, and also, too, I know the economy, I know you're in Spain, but the economy in the U.S. has, you know, pretty much tanked <laughs> this year. Um, what's your, maybe like your, um, uh, what you could tell entrepreneurs like to kind of hold on or even athletes, you know, sometimes things get rough, you know, the economy yeah. sucks. <laughs> well, and, and, you know, there's in the, in the Chinese characters for the word, chaos uh i think right. it, it, there's there, there's one of the words in there is opportunity right so I, i think that's true i think that's a really good metaphor um and when things go bad there's a chance to say okay so how can i find a niche there and give people what they need right um so right. i would say instead of thinking oh it's all you know maybe the market you thought you were going after went uh, you know to hell fine so so how can i re-pivot and give people something they need right people are scared or, or they need you know, fast solutions or they need lower cost solutions. How can you position yourself there? Um, and, and that would be my, you know, my advice. And, and you know, don't limit yourself with what you've seen. Just, you know, dream big um, and then find people to sort of test those ideas. And some of them won't come through, that's fine. Uh, or they won't come through now. But, but you right. know, challenge it, tell people stories. And, and the more you tell the story, the more you'll see if it's solid and people will test it. And, uh, and then you'll get, you know, insights from a few people. Um, and that, those are the moments when, when you can really, really make a great, you know, put a stake in the ground in the market. Right. Yeah, yeah definitely. Because uh, I know you have global clients, so you work with people all over the world, right? Yeah. Um, well, I, I was doing that, tracking it the other day. We've been in, I don't know how many, four or five continents and I don't know how many countries. Um, yeah, so we work a lot with multinationals. So that takes us across the globe. And, and my work with athletes has obviously taken me, you know, across continents. And when I was doing the ATP tour, obviously, you know, I'm traveling a lot there. Um, yeah. And, but, but, you know, so culture is really important, obviously. And, and people have their unique cultures in, in different countries. But fundamentally performance is the same everywhere and it's about and you know people are, are largely the same right they just want right. to feel motivated important contributing now now what that means to each person is different but you know those are the drivers of human you know human life you want to feel you're growing you want to feel you're contributing you want to feel you're adding value um you know one of the things we do in our company is, is we, we invest and we give back to community every every year a percentage of profits and that kind of stuff just really motivates people and it never ceases to amaze me we have such a diverse team and everybody just gets like really excited on with this kind of stuff um because i think, <laughs> I think they're just basic human needs right and we we park them because it's all about no take care of yourself but it's not it's not that's it's like taking care of your soul right i mean do you have like a specific you know uh sports team athlete that you look up to well I think I take pieces of people. Um, right. So, um, you know, I'll find, so I'll talk about, you know, Kobe. I think Kobe's work ethic was, was amazing. Um, you know, I, I see guys like Rafa Nadal is a guy who um, never stopped pushing himself. And, you know, even when he's successful, he said, okay, now I need to develop other skills to play on other surfaces. Um, so I try to find pieces of people who, you know, are, are absolutely spectacular. Um, and one of the guys, um, who you should look up is a guy named Toniejo Rodriguez. He oh, was, yeah. um, he, you know Toniejo, right? He was a, a motor, uh, he actually lives in Miami now, but he was, uh, and, and 
I've, I've interviewed him a few times. He's on our web, and um, so so he was a you know motor quad and motorcycle racer, and then he had an accident about 20 years ago, and and he broke his back. Um, and I've never met such a mentally strong human being. Um, so he broke his back, and he's in the hospital. And you know, doc, he says to the doctor, "Well, he says I won't be able to walk again. I'm thinking I'm going to race, you know, jet skis." And the doctor、right. looks at me. He's like, "You, you, you don't know what happened to you." Yeah, yeah, no, I do, I do. But I can strap myself on the jet ski, and I don't fall off, so I can't. I don't have legs. And he, right? And, he, and the guy's, you're crazy. And then a year later, he gets out, and he does it, and he races, and he wins the, you know,、uh, Iberian Championships, and then he goes to the World Championships, and he does the pole position. I mean, he's just a human being. And he, and then you talk to him, and he goes, "Oh, I'm one of the luckiest guys in the world. I've got wonderful family, and friends, and I've gotten a chance to do everything I've wanted." And You know, and it's just—it's a great example of meaning, right? He is right. nothing will slow him down, and because he nothing slows him down, and he—he's, you know, he's been the first Spaniard to drive a Formula One on water. He's just amazing fellow, and and it just tells you, you know, most people just you limit yourself because you you think it is, and so I, I try and you know I always say it just humbles me when I meet people like that,、um, and they're definitely my my heroes. That's awesome, and you know it's always good to look up to these pioneers. To me, they're pioneers. They're the first ones to do、yes. anything, and it's hard because when you're the first one, man, you're gonna be、uh, adversity is always gonna be there. But like you said, implementing consistency, you know, believing in yourself and strategy and everything else. I mean, you're gonna get, you're gonna make it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I think it was Dali who said,、uh, or, or Picasso, the problem with being a visionary is people don't get you till many years later, right? Um, exactly, and that's and that's it. So, but like you said, you know, if you want to be, I don't know, an athlete in, in some certain sport, and people don't see it, you just work the basics, right? You work right. your conditioning, you work your, you find your your strong points, you work them, you work them, work them, and eventually you get good enough that all of a sudden you're there. Um, and really, it's it's very rare that you you know talent. You got to be really really untalented to not be able to do that. Now, the work, the the amount of work it requires, not everybody has the the ability or the desire or the burn to do that. Um, but that's the other thing I would say, just kind of as a parting thought, is whenever you want to do anything big, right?、Um, it's right. always going to be tough because there's going to be、yeah. a lot of competition. Because you know, Billie Jean, Billie Jean King said,、uh, "Pressure is a privilege," right? And it means because、right. pressure means you're trying to do something really important, and a ton of people want to do it too, and they, you know, want to take your lunch. So look at it that way, right? I mean, it's. You're trying to do something really important. It's gonna be tough. It's gonna be hard,、um, and you don't have to do that. That's fine too, right? Hey, look, I just want、right. to live comfortably. That's great. But if you do do it, you you need to be consistent with what you know what what you're getting into, and and know where you know、uh, you need to know that you've got to sacrifice stuff. And if you look at guys like Michael Jordan or, or Kobe Bryant, they were obsessive with their right. training, right? Yeah, I mean, they were. And they'll say they gave up other stuff. You know, Rafael Nadal says he gave up his childhood, didn't go out to train. This is fine. I mean, it's a decision. It's not better or worse. But if you're going to compete with people like that, you have to be willing to do that. So just find something that fills you up enough, right? Exactly that, and you know that's what this podcast is about, and it's all about self improvement and you know just bettering yourself in all types of ways, whether it's business, you know, school, anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I think as long as you're growing. Even if your business doesn't work out the way you want, or you don't make the team you want, then I think you usually have a good feeling and a good—you know—you remember that experience well. So I think it's just stretch yourself. People out there who are sure, yeah, yeah. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm pretty active on LinkedIn, Adolfo Gomez Sanchez, and、uh, you can follow uh, on a web uh, on our web page, which is、uh, www.gold-results.com. 
um, and, uh, and anybody who wants just reach out I mean we're you know always glad to talk to people um, and glad to have a conversation on, on whatever people have in mind and any any thoughts we can share any ideas any resources or any way we can help people we're always glad to do that uh, there's also on the web there's a there's a free resources section so there's you know some some uh, one pagers and some podcasts and stuff on there that that might be of interest might be useful tools for people so that's that's free to check out if you want so we have yeah I know you're in Spain. How's everything over there? Just before we wrap it up. <laughs> yeah. um, well, you know, it's a, it's a challenging moment now um, because um, you know the, there's a, a political crisis going on. And there's you know, questions around you know are they sort of running over the constitution and stuff. Um, yeah. But um, I, you know, I, I I believe I just kind of keep to the basics and your gravity works right. So you know you. you the economy has to work people have to be taken care of etc and the rest is just kind of ambitious people trying to you know get their little profile yeah. or picture, right things, things kind of work out i i don't i don't tend to be um very um, yeah too dramatic about it i i think things tend to work themselves out if if, if yes well thank you so much Adolfo and it was a pleasure having you um, guys thank you so much for tuning in today on the podcast and you know I hope we have chat again I'm, I'm having a full studio next year and which is like about a month from now and I'm aiming for 100 episodes for the season so hopefully I can get you back on you're really resourceful <laughs> well it was, it's such a pleasure to be with you Alejandra you know I love you since the first time I met you and it's, it's always a pleasure to be with you so anytime you call me I'll, I'll be here with you Awesome. Well, you have a wonderful day and thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. Thank you, Adolfo. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye.